also just important that you know you're just even if you're not on an adventure that you're eating meals together that right. you're sitting at the at the table you're talking with them you know of asking the kids you know what's your high uh, you know what, what was exciting that you had you did today uh, part of homeschool or maybe it was a zoom call that you did and what was the low what what happened and kind of talk to the kids I want to listen because I want to hear what they have to say even now as adults if they want to talk to me and I'm starting to hear stuff come out of their mouths okay yeah you got to let them I'll process to them. a little bit I'm Bill McMinn, Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living, and we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Here with Adam Page talking about being a parent today. And uh, this is the Way to Go podcast. And one of the things, I mean, we talk about faith, family, and daily life on this show. And uh, it's pretty daily when you're a parent to be parenting. And even when you're kids, what I found out, because I have adult kids, it never ends. <laughs> you're always a parent. no matter. You always think like you think, hey, you know, they're going to get out of the house. They're going to go to college. And, oh, yeah. and that's going to be the end of it. That is not the end of it. That's just <laughs> where the fun starts. You know, that's when it really gets tough is when they actually go on and try to adult parent adult children you're giving me no hope man my kids are uh eight and five (laughs) this listen this show is not about giving you hope this show is about you surviving it (laughs) this is about how to do it different than a survivor exactly it's gonna be it's gonna be a while but in proverbs 22 6 a famous verse start uh, children off the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from it and i think that 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 is a really really great verse right there and one of the things i figure we could talk about in this segment is just setting the example for other people because you have to have it. I think of second Timothy one, five, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. And this is Paul talking to Timothy, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, I'm persuaded now lives in you also. They saw it. You know, they yeah. saw a faith. Timothy saw a faith in his mom and his grandmom that definitely impacted his life. So I look at that and say, example, we need to set as a parent, we need to set a good example for our kids. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's your your relationship with God of, you know, showing, you know, taking care of yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually, and being an example to your kids that, that they need to take care of those different parts of their life. Right. Yeah. So if you're walking with God, they'll be more inclined to walk with God. Yeah, definitely. And I think as you take care of yourself, you know, spiritually that way and you're in church and you see it as a priority, then your kids will begin to see it as a priority. Um, in their life. And as you take care of yourself physically, they'll see that, um, you know, in all areas of your life, really, as you model that, you know, and take care of yourself mentally. I think you need to kind of take care of yourself, kind of like on the plane, how you put your on your own mask before you go and help somebody else, right. kind of being that example for your kids. Right. And sometimes I think as a parent in the nitty gritty of life, a parent is going to be way more concerned about their kids a lot of times than they are for themselves. And I've seen moms, they say a man's yeah. work is done with the setting sun and a mother's work is never done. And I've seen that to be very, very true. You know, a lot of moms and kudos hats off to them. They do so much. A lot of them right now, we've got moms right now in our church that they have to school children remotely because they're teachers. Yeah. Homeschool their own kids, take care of a ton of stuff around the house and they're probably not even worried about them. They're probably worried about their own. Their focus is so on their own kids, which is impressive. But like you said, you still got to go out and take care of yourself. As a parent, I always, you know, worked out and 
Yeah. You know, always this stuff. I learned this in a, as a parent. I remember I did a parenting series and what they said was, look, whatever you're into as a parent, bring your kids along in it. Yeah. And that's kind of setting the example. There's something you like to do and you think is fun. Include them. Don't just go off and do it. Make that a part of their life too. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, you know, whether it's work or whether it's, you know, taking a break as a family, having pajama day or watching a movie, uh, you know, setting that example for them, showing them, you know, hey, when you do take a break that, you know, it is important to have a Sabbath, right. you know, to, to, to rest and take care of yourself as a family. I think for us, the only day we rested would be on Sunday. It was the only day I believed in doing no work. So after church, which was really nice family time, actually, because mm-hmm. and I don't know if this was really setting an example as much as it would be more spending time with them. But on Sunday afternoon, we'd always do things together because I never I wouldn't pull a weed on a Sunday. Yeah. I wouldn't pick up a paintbrush. I wouldn't mow the lawn. No work is going to get done on Sunday. So after church, I believe in resting physically. So that would be the time you'd take them for a walk, a bike ride. You would go and get ice cream somewhere. And I think that was always a fun thing to do, actually. Yeah. So, But it's even though it's those one-on-one times, like you were talking about going for a bike ride or getting the ice cream, that they're going to they're gonna hear those things from you and they're going to be able to listen and they're going to pick up um, from your actions what you're saying. That's modeling it right there of what's going on. I think that's huge. That's really important in today's society. They picked up on, get moving. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I remember telling my son, he's five years old. This isn't the club med. Let's go. Let's get moving. We were like clearing off. <laughs> we were clearing a hedgerow. Yeah. He was helping me work. And we would always tell my family, look, we might only work for two hours on a Saturday, but in those two hours, we will work. You know what I'm saying? We played because we played a lot of the rest of the oh, day yeah. and we're goofing around, but then when it's time to work, hey, let's get after it. So I, I, I'm sure that they have legendary stories when they talk about me and I, it, they amuse me every time they talk about growing <laughs> up. But, but I think you'd have to have a good example. And I think for me, it's like, they're going to follow you. We, we're in a time with coronavirus. If you're acting all stressed out. Don't expect your kids to be calm. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to our one uh, youth pastor one time and he had taken over my team for head coaching of soccer. And he, he was running up and down the sidelines, yelling and hollering and all this stuff. And then he was telling his team to calm down. So I told him, I said, your team will calm down when you calm down. Yeah. When they see a calm coach, there'll be a calm team. When I'm as a parent, I, I was never one to want to panic or show that kind of kids like act to them. Like we're not going to make it. They were going to see for me, a skipper, that's sure of himself. We're going to be okay. We're going to make it. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be all right because that's how you have to. And from my perspective, that's the example that yeah. I want to set. And um, I mean, my dad, I don't think that guy ever complained about much of anything. He just went out work and got the job done. So all his boys, you know, all my bros, we all saw that, Hey, he works hard and he, and he goes to church and he serves, he does things for the Lord. That's the stuff that's important to him. Yeah. So what becomes important to us, all that stuff that we saw growing up because the apple never falls far from the tree. That's very true. Isn't it? So I think that's setting an example. And I think love your spouse is another thing too, you know, just your, your family way. Uh, we're commanded as husbands to love our spouse. And I remember hearing one time I was doing this uh, parenting class and they said that one of the best things you could ever do for your kids is to love their mom. And I really thought about that a lot. You know, those kids need to see a good secure relationship because then that there's a ton of insecurities that kids have anyway, oh, yeah. you know, in this world between getting picked on sometimes or things didn't go their way or disappointments that they have. And they're just learning to figure it out. You know, they're in yeah. second grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever. They're just all trying to figure life out. But when they see you and mom, you know, if you're bickering and arguing all the time, well, what does that say to them? That's going to make them feel, oh my goodness, you know, I come home and and there it, there's acrimony, there it's insecure. I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't. I think it's better, if, you know, focus on that marriage too. Yeah, I think that the the mom and dad having that firm foundation in their marriage uh, really shows to the kids. I mean, 
their life is full of anxiety right now with uh, not having graduations for kindergarten, for preschool, the end of the year, uh, dances and all the different things that happen at the end of the year aren't happening. And they're wondering, you know, is the pool going to open? Or are we going to have, you know, Little League? Or all the, Some of these things are getting canceled. And having that firm marriage, having a, a spouse uh, together that is, you know, firm, that we are calm in this situation together, I think brings peace and brings calmness to the children. And they're able to see that. I think too, you know, going back to a simple lifestyle, like a lot of the stuff you mentioned, I mean, that was nothing. Like when we're, the only thing that I feel sorry for, for kids right now, missing out on, aside from seniors missing out on graduation, mm-hmm. I mean, that really does rot. Uh, baseball. Yeah. I think the baseball and softball. I think that was always a big deal for me when I was a little kid, but we didn't have like dances and all that kind of stuff. We played in the backyard. We were out playing kickball. We were out throwing the football. We were out playing baseball. All summer long, mm-hmm. you're with your friends, and you're playing, and you're taking bike rides, and you're going places. To us, we didn't need anything else other than to be free. Yeah, That's all we needed. And I think the best thing for kids is just to get out there and play. And sometimes, yeah, maybe they don't have big events, but that's a great time for parents to say, hey, you know what, kids? You don't, we don't have any big plans right now because of the everything that got shut down, like amusement parks, possibly Waldemere. It might yeah. for the whole summer. It might. Some of the dances, like you mentioned, but that's okay because you know what? We're going to go to the lake and we're going to watch the sunset. We're going to go, man, I've seen parents out there at the lake. And then this one guy I befriended him. He's always doing stuff with his kids in the front yard. They're yeah. out there playing. Yeah, maybe they don't have sports. He's out there filming his kids, throwing the football to each other. They're out hiking. I see pictures from this guy ever since I met him a few weeks ago. He's got a whole brood of kids. They're always out there. They're hiking. They're walking around. He's taking pictures. They're having fun. And sure, maybe there were some things they missed, but there's other things you can gain yeah. at times from what you miss. Yeah, I think that's right. What you're saying is, you know, taking that time to, to set down the cell phone and the tablet, turn off the TV, and to really to be there with uh, the kids and be there really with your spouse. Have that open communication there as you love them and be willing to listen to them um, and really work as a team um, with your kids. And like you're saying, being out there in the community and doing activities, not just sitting at home, you know, watching TV or on your tablet. Some people have to, I man, I've talked to a dozen, literally in the last few weeks, I mean, dozens of people. And they're, some of them, I mean, because they have an elderly parent living at their house. Like they truly can't go anywhere. Like they can't, they can't take that risk that what if they go and they get exposed to COVID and they bring it back. And I get it. I feel for them. I would say if you can get out of the house, I think it's mentally healthy to do that. Uh, to If you take a walk on the trail, if you go, there's all the hiking trails are wide open. Yeah. I mean, I haven't found a hiking trail yet that's closed. Uh, and there's lots of them in Northeast Ohio. I mean, there's a Girdled Road Reservation. There's Chapin uh, or Chapin, however they say. I think it's Chapin Forest Reservation. Uh, there's Hogsback in Madison. There's Thompson Ledges. There's Nelson Ledges. There's Indian Trails Park. There's all kinds of places where you can actually go, walk, chill out, breathe in some of that good fresh air, soak in a little vitamin D. And by the way, vitamin D is good for fighting coronavirus. So (laughs) you can suck in some vitamin D. And I I think it's really, really important. But one thing that you had mentioned is teamwork. When, When my wife and I got married, it was us against the world. And that's how we viewed it. And that's how I've always viewed it. And when I had kids, it was still us against the world. And sometimes the world was them. And was, <laughs> they're the ones trying to divide us. And they're the ones trying to, blah, 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 you know, whining or fussing yeah. or giving us a hard time about things. We always stuck together. 
Like we would never, we were a team that could not be divided just because our kids were given. I would give her some pointers. She would give me pointers. If I thought she was being too hard, I'd tell her. If she thought I was being too hard, she'd tell me. But it was always the two of us. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew those kids were going to grow up and be gone, and it's still going to be the two of us. That's something you can't forget. It's the the couple comes together and making the decisions on on what's going to happen, and the kids are the blessing of that, that the house is run by the parents, and it's not vice versa. Right. You know, that the kids do not run the home, and then the parents just kind of get whatever the kids choose. It's the opposite, that these kids are a blessing that God has given us. Um, We see that. Um, you know, it was pretty interesting of, I went to a conference with, uh, Kurt Cameron. He really explained that and just how we, we care for our kids and how they're a blessing and that they get to be a part of what we choose as the parents. Right. Well, I think there's in spending time is the next thing I want to talk. So, Hey, set the example, love your spouse. Those are two things you can do. Spend time together. Nothing replaces it, but just finding, I talked to a man now he was a world war two vet. They used to come to church, and he flew planes, which was really amazing. Wow. And he flew he flew the fighter planes, and the average lifespan of these fighter pilots was about 19 hours. Wow. So they, I mean, they were getting killed left and right. He'd have guy, He was the one that would come down low, and I forget they were the P-19s, PT, whatever they were. They were the, the strafing planes, the planes that would come down and put the bullets in the trains and blow up mm. bridges and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was super, super dangerous. He lives through this. He comes back. He builds a business. Business. Now I'd see him at church and he lived at Roman Shores and uh, he would have us over. And he, th- this is the one thing he taught me I thought was great. He said, Bill, have a hub for your family. For us, it was water skiing hmm. and boating. We got a boat. The whole family loved it. And that's something that we always did. And I always thought about that. I'm like, yeah, it's important for me. The hub was picking. It was buying and selling antiques and yard sailing. My kids yeah. loved it. I would take them out yard sailing. I'd always take them out to lunch that day. So they would have that to look forward to. They could get their money in their pocket. They could go buy whatever they wanted to buy. And we'd go all over the place, Lake County. And then later on years, Cleveland, see all kinds of cool houses and have all kinds of cool experiences, see things we didn't see before. And stop at coffee shops. Like we made it fun. Like we Mm. went out picking, but we made it a lot of fun. And to me, that was always the hub that drew us together. Even still, like my kids will love to go out with me from time to time, especially my oldest daughter still loves to go every chance she can. They don't have yard sales right now, but because <laughs> of coronavirus shut down yard sales, it's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it was a hub, and it was a hub for the family, and it wouldn't matter to me. I mean, it could be playing tennis. It could be golf, if you can afford that for your whole family. Uh, it could be uh, biking, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, but something that the whole that unites the family that they all do together I think is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. For, I know for our family, it's the adaptability of whatever is going on on a Saturday, you know, whether we go to the mile-long or – I think a 40 mile long, a garage sale that's going on or whether we go out to uh, the lake or, you know, whether we're doing a community activity in town, Saturday is our day that we get out and we get out in the community and we see what's going on. And the kids know that, that every Saturday is going to be an adventure and we eat meals together. We spend time together, you know, and then, you know, that evening or sometime that weekend, you know, we go out to the fire pit and we hang out together and make s'mores and, you know, sometimes people come over, but just being there at, together as a family, that's a safe place that they it's can important. share their thoughts, you know. I think it's super and important, be together. actually. Yeah, I think it's vital. 
Um, I'm glad you guys do that. And I see your adventures in Ashtabula on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So you'll put up some pictures there, you know, different things you go. And I know I see you at the beach. If they're, Now, this year, again, is going to be unique because you're not going to have those parades. Yeah. You're not like Memorial Day, probably won't have the parades, Grape Jamboree, no Grape fair. Grape Jamboree, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they normally would do, but that's okay because you'll find other things to do. Like, if, if, the, if they take one thing away from us, there's always something else that we yeah. haven't had a chance to do yet. Now's your opportunity to, to go walk there to see that. I think you, all you can always make your own adventures. I, I think it's also just important that, you know, you're just, even if you're not on an adventure, that you're eating meals together, that right. you're sitting at the at the table, you're talking with them, you know, of asking the kids, you know, what's your high, uh, you know, what, what was exciting that you had, you did today, uh, part of homeschool, or maybe it was a Zoom call that you did, and what was the low, what, what happened, and kind of talk to the kids, and then one of the things that we do that's a hub every night is we do devotions together Good. as a family. Good. And we had the kids go and they write in their prayer journal of what's going on. And I encourage them when they talk to their grandparents to let them know that we're praying for them and ask for prayer requests, you know, that that becomes a part of their habit in their right. life, right. you know, and then they ask to do that. And they ask how people are doing because they've been praying for them. Right. Um, so I think that's quality time that you're able to spend together. I think that's fantastic, actually. I think devotions with your kids, I think, is important. One thing for me, like, I didn't do a lot of it in some ways. As uh, When I was in ministry, I was the only pastor at Eagleville. But I didn't want my kids to get churched out because they, they were homeschooled, yeah. so they heard the Bible constantly in homeschool. And then mm-hmm. they were every their church every Wednesday night. We had Sunday morning church. We had Sunday night church. Like, my kids, from the time they were two years old, were sitting <laughs> in adult church sitting there old school church old school church for years i mean that went on for their whole younger they wouldn't remember anything else i mean from the younger days other than being in church every sunday morning and then when i was doing two services they would have to be at two services they would be in church uh, sunday morning then when they got to be teenagers they would serve so one service they would serve one service they would just attend and they would come listen to the sermons and i never asked them a question about it i never went and grilled them, drilled them. I never knew what my kids thought about me or any of my sermons until they were in college. Really? Yep. And then when they were in college, they said, oh, dad, we, we loved listening to you. I never knew because I never asked because I didn't want to make drive it church so far into their heads because I lived it every day of my life that they hated it. I never wanted to hate it. And to this day, I mean, my kids all come to church. They're still here. So was it right or wrong? I don't know, but I do commend the devotions. I think it's super important to do it. I make my uh, kids listen to every sermon. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Well, hopefully, hopefully I'm they get something out of it. No, I'm just but kidding. I think uh, making time to listen. Well, yeah, my kids got uh, to hear two a day, but um, my making time to listen too. like, if, oh, even yeah. as an adult, whether my children were teenagers, a lot of times I would notice sometimes my wife, she would jump in and, and my daughter would say something, let's say that my wife didn't like, and my wife would just jump right all over it. You shouldn't blah, 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 blah. I'm like, up, 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 up. Stop. She's talking. Do you know what I'm saying? Let mm-hmm. her talk. Yeah. Because if you interrupt your kid and the kid doesn't say a lot and all of a sudden they're trying to talk to you and I'm telling you, the first thing out of their mouth, you're clamping right down on them. Well, that's not the right way to think and that's not the way. No, let that kid talk because I would always want, yeah. if my kids were actually starting to talk to me, I want to listen because I want to hear what they have to say. Even now as adults, if they want to talk to me and I'm starting to hear stuff come out of their mouths, okay. Yeah, you got to let them process to it them. a little bit. They might know? drain me 
like a battery <laughs> all the way down. I might need recharge after it's over, but it's okay because as a parent, you know, I want to be there for them. And I think setting boundaries too. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, and we kind of close with this, but Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. And it's kind of going along with what you just said. Make that Bible a part of their lives. Yeah. Make it so that they know it. It is part and it's ingrained. I just want my kids serve God, serve others. If you'll do that, then I'm going to be happy. And once in a while, I still throw it out there at them and say, hey, what are you doing to serve? Where are you, where are you involved? Because I think we have responsibility to teach our kids what was right and what is wrong. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, setting the expectations for them. You know, and I understand for some parents, you know, when they're homeschooling, that, you know, there's some days that are going to be different. You know, you might get two hours of Paw Patrol one day, and that wasn't really necessarily in your plans, you know, or they might be on their tablets for an extra long time. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's okay, you know, but having the kind of the boundaries there for them, letting them know that they're loved and that they're cared for. Right. I think that's huge. I mean, I would set boundaries. If I drew a line in the sand, I meant it. You know, if I told you something was going to happen, you knew it was going to happen yeah. because I, I wasn't one of those guys who was going to say it and I wasn't going to follow through. If I told you you were going to lose your iPad for three weeks, if you didn't stop giving me lip and guff, you lost it for three yeah. weeks. And then I would tell them, and if you even mention it to me in the next three weeks, it's going to be more. And they would know dad's serious because I wasn't one to say a lot of stuff I didn't mean because I didn't believe in it. I didn't believe in it as a youth leader. I didn't believe in it as a parent. Yeah. So set the example, love your spouse, spend time together and set boundaries and you will do a great job as a parent. We appreciate you tuning in uh, to the show. May you have a blessed week. <laughs>